Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We're going to do something a little different today. We're not talking calendar days. We are going to focus on legendary, my favorite football player of all time, Brett Favre. Born on October 10th and Super Bowl champion. At the time he finally retired for the third time, he held the record for a lot of different statistical quarterback categories, which have now been broken by Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. But back in like 2012, Favre, he he finished on top of the charts and he really had a historic, lustrous career. And we're going to look back a little bit at, at what he did. And I'll talk a little bit about some funny stories that I've got. I never met him personally, obviously. And I actually, sadly, never saw him play live. I never got to go to a Packers game. I really, I tried a few times. It was hard living in Pittsburgh. And it proved to be too hard. I never, never got to see him play live, which was a dream. But watched him, you know, every Sunday on the, on the regular. But he was drafted by the Falcons in 1991. Second round pick. He only played one game, threw a couple interceptions, and didn't make a huge impression. The coach didn't really like him, called him Southern Boy or something. He didn't, he didn't really like him. So they trade him to the Packers the next year. The Packers, starting quarterback, gets injured pretty badly in the second game of the season. So Brett Favre got his shot, came in, and he ultimately took over the starting role where he would ultimately start every game for the rest of time. <laughs> no, he, he didn't miss start till 2011. And, and yeah, he had early magic. He was, you know, passionate. He was talented. He had great wide receivers, Antonio Freeman. And he, he ended up winning MVP three years in a row, 95, 96, 97, uh, 97. He was co-MVP with Barry Sanders, but he he was iconic. He he was the, the Super Bowl champion in nineteen ninety six. They beat the Patriots, and then ninety seven, they made it back to the Super Bowl, lost to John Elway. But he he and the Packers dominated the the NFC North for many many years. And finally, you know, once he got a bit older, around 2004, 2005, they tailed off. They had a 4-12 and season. They fired Mike Sherman, who was coach for a while there. They had some heartbreaking playoff losses, um, none more infamous than the 4th and 26 against the Eagles, where the Eagles uh, came back to tie it and beat them in overtime. And... Man, so many memories is really, you know, he's been retired for so long. I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about Brett Favre, but when I pull up, pull up all this information about him, talk about him, make, you know, kind of an homage to Brett Favre this episode, it's really like, wow, that guy was one of the faces of football for many, many years, an all-time great. You know, he was reckless with the ball. He has the most interceptions thrown in history, 300 plus. 
many 20-plus interception seasons. But he just had that knack for making the right throw at the right time to win the game. He put it all on the line. He wasn't scared to take risks. And definitely unique. They called him the gunslinger. He would just... He was he threw the ball faster than anyone we've ever seen. He Donald Driver, who he and Brett Favre connected for, I think sixty plus touchdowns. He said that he he used to break fingers all the time, just catching passes from Brett Favre. You know, a short a short pass up the slot, twenty fifteen yards out, not even maybe five yards out would just crush his hands. Um. But after Favre won that Super Bowl in 96, you know, he made it to the Super Bowl the next year and they lost and kind of never found any real playoff success after that. For You know, he, he, he still played another 15 years. It was a lot of, you know, he never ended off his, the season with a win after that. He he had, like I mentioned, the, the loss to the Eagles after they were up by a field goal, fourth and 26 in the fourth quarter. They just needed one easy stop. They'd be able to run the clock out and just... You know, couldn't pull through. And then in 07, they were in the NFC Championship against Eli Manning and the Giants. And the Giants had the game on the line. Kicker missed a field goal, send it to overtime. And Brett Favre threw a pick. They got the ball first. He threw an interception. And the Giants kicker, Lawrence Tynes, wouldn't miss again. I remember just staring at the TV after the kick went through. And I don't think I cried. I was about, I guess I was 15, but I was crushed. You know, one one score away from going to the Super Bowl. And I guess let me just backtrack for a second and uh, talk about why I even became such a Brett Favre fanatic. Living in Pittsburgh or growing up uh, before that, I I lived in Potomac, Maryland. Um, I just remember, I don't and I I don't even specifically know which game, but I remember I was, I had I hadn't even moved to Pittsburgh yet, so it was I think the year the Panthers lost to the Patriots, and I just uh, I was watching playoff football for the first time I think in my life. Might have been the year before, but it was either the the Panthers Patriots Super Bowl year or the Buccaneer Raiders Super Bowl year. I was watching playoff football for really the first time in my life, and I just see the Packers and I see Brett Favre, and he just he was so exciting to watch. And I'm not even sure if they won or what happened in the game or who it was against. Might have been against the Panthers, but just from then on, you know, as a kid, it's like the first name I really knew was Brett Favre. And and it was, you know, it was funny because his name was spelled F-A-V-R-E. So I'm like, Brett, why isn't, why is, are they pronouncing it Favre? It's, it looks like it says favor. But I just, you know, from, from 10, from 12, 11 years old, I just, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. And so, you know, fast forward back to that 07 NFC Championship. It really sucked. Eli Manning went on to win it against Tom Brady. Then we had the heartbreaker against the Saints 2010 where Favre threw a late interception when he probably had his team in field goal range with a chance to kick a a field goal to make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, This was with Minnesota, and he had one of the best careers 
career years he ever had in Minnesota. 31 touchdowns, 7 picks, 4,000 plus yards. That was a magical season. And But no, he made that same. He threw another interception in a big moment. Cost his team a, play, uh, a Super Bowl berth. And that was kind of his last hurrah. Um, but back to uh, after the 07, you know, NFC Championship, they got knocked out. He retired in the offseason and came out of retirement, played with the Jets, and retired again after that season. They missed the playoffs. He, they, they started off the season 8-3. and three, and Favre was even elected to the Pro Bowl. He had a six-touchdown game. They were they were doing everything right, and then just I think he was just getting kind of old because the last five games they went one and four, and they just they lost that spark that they had for the first eleven games of the season. And the New York Jets missed the playoffs, and that was the year Tom Brady was injured. He retires again after you know the season with the Jets, and then. Came, comes out of retirement a second time, goes to the mortal rivalry that he's had as a as a lifelong Packer. He goes to the Minnesota Vikings, becomes very unpopular with a lot of his Packers, Packers faithful. And he played a couple seasons there. Again, he came one step away from going back to the Super Bowl and then ultimately missed out. And that's where he finally retired for the third time and stayed out of the game. It's actually funny. I feel like for the next five years after he retired, whenever a team's starting quarterback got injured, there was like reports that they reached out to Brett Favre to see if he was interested in starting back up and you know taking over as a as a plan B for I think Carson Palmer for the Cardinals got hurt, and I remember a couple of instances that there was speculation that maybe Favre would come back. At 45, 46 years old, but no, never happened. Um, but obviously, one of his biggest career highlights was winning that Super Bowl. Another one that back in 03, he got the news that his father passed away, and he decided that he was going to play um, the Sunday night football game either way because that's what his dad would have wanted him to do. And he went out there and threw three touchdowns and about 300 yards in the first half. And just everything was, was just clicking and, and emotional. And the crowd was, it was against the Raiders. The crowd was just, it was insane to see Favre, you know, he just lost his dad and you go out, go out there and put on a clinic and just, it was, it was nuts. I've seen the, the YouTube recap of it many times and it was just, you know, Sports players especially have a special connection with their dad so many times because, like, their life was either playing with their dad or their dad bringing them to the game every day growing up and coaching them and working with the coaches. And, like, their dad is so much a part of of their career, of helping them get to where they got. So, to you know, to lose your dad and then almost as a tribute, you know, go out there and, and have one of the best games of your career was I'm sure one of the one of the most touching moments of his entire life. Um all in all, by the time he retired, he 
he had thrown the most touchdowns, 508. Uh, he, he, you know, that rec- none of these records really stand anymore, but he had the most wins. He had 100 between regular season and playoffs. He had 199 career wins, 170-some um, in the regular season. Those have all been broken. He had the most yards, the most completions, the most attempts, and the most interceptions. That's the one, ironically, that... Ironically, the most interceptions record is probably never going to be broken. I mean, you've got to play forever and be good enough to hold that position, yet somehow still be throwing all those interceptions. So, like, I think Eli Manning is number two on the list because he did. He played a long time. He just retired. This is his first year out of the out of the NFL, but he only threw like two sixty something. So far, it was like seventy more than him, which. I mean, 30 interceptions, 300-plus interceptions, let's just break it down. That's that's 20 years of, or let's say, there's 15 years of 20 interceptions. That's ridiculous. He really has thrown so many interceptions. <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about a couple fun anecdotes that happened with me. It wasn't... Um, well, like it wasn't anything with actually involving Brett Favre, but it's a couple funny things. Um, before I even talk about that, I was I was so gung ho about Brett Favre. I had like four Brett Favre jerseys. I had when he was chasing Dan Marino's touchdown record, who he threw four hundred and twenty. Um, once Favre hit four hundred, I had like this paper touchdown tracker that I made. It was like the three different. The three different numbers, the the te- the singles, the tens, and the hundreds slot of the numbers, like 398, each one had one through ten, and I would flip it one up every time Favre threw a touchdown. I remember turning it 398 to 399, 400, all the way to 421. I wish I still had that, but I bought, I bought the Favre book that was all about Brett Favre, his career, and his wife, and her battle with cancer. Um... I have a Brett Favre, you know, Brett Favre figurines, and I had a Brett Favre baseball cap. And just, you know, I was, I spent a lot of money, not a lot of money, but for a, a teenager with not a lot of money, I spent probably all of it on Brett Favre football cards. I have probably 60 or so. But I was, I used to work in a kitchen in Pittsburgh, and randomly one day the custodian, he was like this old, gross, guy i hope he's not listening but i won't say his name he he walked in one day with his typical he had a cowboy hat on and a and a blazer and instead of his normal t-shirt he was wearing a brett Favre jersey i'm like mike oh shit i just said his name oh i just said a curse word on the show whatever no one's listening um i'm like mike brett Favre, my favorite player of all time I didn't know you were a Packers fan. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I picked it up at a, you know, a yard sale or something." And he's like, "You love Brett Favre?" And I kid you not, he took off his cowboy hat, took off his blazer, took the jersey off his back. He wasn't wearing anything underneath. Kind of gross. He hand he reaches out and extends his arm and says, "Here, it's yours. I don't need it. I I see you. You know, you love Brett Favre. Take it." And I took it. I washed it six times in the in the washing machine before I wore it. But <laughs> but he just put on his cowboy hat, put his blazer back on, bare chested, and just 
it was weird. But anyway, that was one of my favorite Brett Favre moments. And my favorite of all time was, I let's see, October 10th. I want to say it was like 2005 or 2006. Um, I come downstairs and my parents have the kitchen set up for a birthday party. And they have Packers decorations and some other and a cake. And they're like, surprise. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're having a birthday party for Brett Favre. He's on the way. He's, you know, it's his birthday. And I'm like, I know. Like, he's not coming. And they're like, yeah, he's Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre's birthday party. And I obviously didn't believe them. But, like, at the same time, it was really out of character for my parents. So, like, to be, like, telling me, no, 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 he's coming, like, for a second, I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Is, is Brett Favre coming to our house for a birthday party? <laughs> he, obviously, he obviously didn't come. And we enjoyed the cake and we all had a good laugh. But it was just, it's kind of funny because, like, why? I don't even know why my parents did it. But I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. One of my other, one of my favorite Brett Favre memorabilia that I had growing up. I still have it. It was Brett Favre Monopoly. Packers Monopoly, or Brett Favre was Boardwalk, and Bart Starr was the Park Place. Um, love it. And but anyway, no, just Brett Favre. I loved, I loved how he played. You know, there's quarterbacks that obviously all time are better. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino. Statistically, they just they didn't. You know, they they were much more accurate. Favre got the wins. But, like, these quarterbacks were known for standing in the pocket, making those precision passes. Even Aaron Rodgers is arguably a more conventional... I mean, Brett Favre was one of a kind. He just... He didn't... He just... He went off of instinct. He just threw the ball and, like, whatever happened, happened. But he was going to lay it all on the line. He wasn't going to miss a game. Showed up every single Sunday for 20 years. And... And he was one of the best... And it was, I love, I love, I'm I'm so happy that he ended up being one of my guys that, that I just was obsessed with because he entertainment from, from the first game of the season till, till however far he got. I wasn't old enough to experience when he won the Super Bowl, but many, many exciting victories that, you know, game winning drives, um, you know, did me good in fantasy football a lot of the time. But, you know, ode to Brett Favre. And that is that. I just want to say thank you if anyone is listening. I know I, I don't have too many followers yet, but if you are listening, I appreciate it. Spread the word. And if you want to follow the show, you can follow. I've got an Instagram page. I, at IET Podcast, and as well, I've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash IET Podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.